Okay, hello everybody. Here's PV from Rage, and you're on Sonic Perspectives. everyone and welcome to another interview of Sonic Perspectives. I'm Rodrigo and my guest today is Mr. PV Wagner from the German band Rage. PV, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for inviting me. Uh, let's talk about Resurrection Day. Uh, it's a revamp lineup that you have, but you managed to once again write an album with the Rage DNA, right? Yeah, uh, I'm really happy that it turned out to be like this, you know, first time to play with two new guys. Uh, and they really uh, made their way into the band very quickly. And um, yeah, the, the album sounds like Rage with some fresh attitude. Yeah, very much so. And uh, can I ask you, what's the process like to select new members? I mean, what's a must have or a must not have if you want to join Rage? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like I'm, we're changing here the musicians every week or so. It's not like this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what what is needed? Uh, you, it need, you need to be a kind of good musician to be able to play your instrument, but uh, in, in a way that is needed here for this band. I mean, you don't have to be like John Petrucci, Petrucci or so, but um, <laughs> at least um, <laughs> you know. You know, you have to be able to play. You have to kind of um, be a nice guy. That's why I think for that's for me the most important thing now. Uh, as I'm getting older, you know, I don't I don't need any more of this uh, kind of ego guys, these big egos. You know, these um, people that are more important than everything else in the world. You know, <laughs> someone that is someone that is a team player that that uh, that is a nice guy and a good team player. You know, that's that's the most important. Okay. I think uh, the biggest difference from, from me this time around is that the guitars are crushing on the new album. And it's amazing how many possibilities are open when you have two guitars in the band, right? Yeah, that was the reason, of course, to, to add a second guitar player. I don't know where we did it that late. Now, you know, we could have done it already a while ago. <laughs> Uh -huh. and, uh, I don't know if you want to hear the story, how we come to this. Uh, we had the, the plan to bring Stefan in the band, Stefan Weber, the one of the new guitar players, mm -hmm. to bring him in the band already. that We made this plan with Marcos, uh, the guitar player that had, had to leave the band, unfortunately, in last year. Um, Stefan was playing in, in Marcos' second band. He had a Dio cover band called Dio Legacy, and Stefan oh. was a guitar player there. So we had the idea to bring Stefan in the, in the band by middle of last year. You know, it was this would have been then. You know, when we got the plan, it was already 2019. You know, so <laughs> um, and uh, then unfortunately, by beginning of last year, you know, after we released Wings of Rage, uh, Marcus became some serious private problems that led him or that forced him to give up playing in Rage, and um, so. Uh, we had, had not only to bring Stefan in the band, but also to replace Marcus. Um, and that's uh, when Gene came in the picture, you know. He's uh, another guy here from my area uh, and know him already since a couple of years and uh, remembered him to be a real, real nice guy and also a good player. And yeah, we were pretty lucky that uh, both guys also like each other and harmonized really good together. And um, yeah, so here we are. <laughs> that really does help. 
yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I remember you, you presented this new lineup almost a year ago with uh, a re-recording of the Price of War 2.0, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Without, yeah. With, without it, just a, a nice idea to bring a video. Uh, it was kind of live recorded video, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. to bring a video that uh, that introduces the new uh, band members better than just posting a photo you know here's a new guys look at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah and uh was the new album affected in any way by covid in terms of logistics or release date or even lyrically mm, well, no lyrically not that much maybe in one song on black mm -hmm. room it shows it talks a little bit about this since the lockdown situation um, it was, uh, of course, we had a lot more time. Usually we would have been touring all the time and would have only be able to write in between the, 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 the tour sections. You know, mm -hmm. this, now we, because of the pandemic situation, we were completely out of concerts. You know, we, have, we had a few streaming shows in between, but nothing really that uh, demanded time, you know. So we had plenty of time to work on the new material, to work in the new guys, you know, that they could find into the band, into the music. You know, we wrote, of course, a lot more stuff than we now released. Um, mm -hmm. And um, we had plenty of time to record the album then you know so i see yeah yeah my uh, my overall perception is that although the uh, the new album is really heavy there are less thrashy moments and more melodic moments than on wings of rage for example not sure if you agree with that statement or not i'm not sure if you uh, i think there's still a lot of thrashy moments in the in the, in the songs um, but yeah, of course, <laughs> this is a matter of taste, you know. So I don't really want to yeah. <laughs> want to argue with yeah. you about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, on the first single, "Virginity," there is a thrashy vibe. Uh, if you can tell me about that track, it's not about sex, is it? Or not just about sex? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, that, that's a, in the in the lyrics. There's a kind of red line going through the album. It's a kind of uh, uh -huh. philosophical view on the. Uh, cultural evolution of mankind from uh, from Stone Age to now, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Virginity is a song that basically, basically it deals uh, with this very early situation back then, you know, 10,000 years ago in the Neolithic, uh, mankind changed his behavior drastically from being nomads, being hunters and collectors, living with nature, to settling down, becoming farmers, breed cattle, whatever, you know, and get possession, you know, collect possession. And aggression came up, you know, war, first wars came up, you know, all this, this turning point in mankind's history led to all the big problems we have nowadays, uh, today, you know, all this uh, overpopulation, yeah. all the climate crisis, whatever, all the wars leads back to then. And virginity deals basically with this origi original situation, uh, which is described also in the Old Testament of the Bible as paradise laws, you know, when Adam and Eve gets kicked out of paradise, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, it deal, uh, talks about this situation when mankind was still virgin, you know, and we lost this kind of um, innocence, you know, <clears throat> from this point. Yeah. yeah, and fast forward to 2,000 years later, we have Monetary Gods, the second single, which, uh, you know, talks about money issues and, you know, how we're drawn to money as opposed to being happy and so on, right? Yeah, there's just our new gods nowadays, you know, and money rules the world. Everything, where the, where the money flows, where everything goes, you know. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Also, the, also, wherever there's a war, you know, there's people making money with this, you know. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, the trace of money is always also the trace of blood. <laughs> It is very much so. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite songs on the album is Traveling Through Time, which is uh, inspired by the Renaissance composer Giorgio Mainerio. Uh, right. I caught a Celtic vibe on that song, to be honest. Uh, can you comment on that one? Yeah, maybe maybe because in the Renaissance, they use this, uh, similar harmonies that are used in Celtic music. Uh, basically, this song is definitely older. You know, it's uh, mm -hmm. um, it was a dance song back then. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I heard the I original really, one. It does it does have that feel of of dancing and everything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's a, it was a circle of several dances. And this is one of the most popular, still most popular melodies of this. There's a few other also among this. And especially in the Italian or in the South European room, uh, this is uh, like a traditional, you know. And I, I had some ideas to this, you know, like forming a metal song out of this. I uh, uh, had, had a chorus, I had a kind of groove ideas, I had some original ideas. Showed it to Gene, to one of the new guitar players. I was not sure if this would really fit the rage, you know. And mm -hmm. he said, we can just give it a try, you know, and see what comes out. And he started to do a demo from, from this, you know, doing the drum programmings, you know. And mm -hmm. I realized he got the, the rhythmic section, he got completely wrong, you know. <laughs> He set up the rhythmic completely different to the original, but this sounded very interesting and even more interesting in my ears than, than if you would have uh, pushed it back to the original vibe, you know. And that's how the song developed. And then in the end, when when we already had this, had it, uh, we we got the orchestration from Pepe Herrero for this, which brought it back to the origin of the song, and mm -hmm. that's so it, it how it developed, you know. <clears throat> Cool. I'll tell you what, man. Don't let Steve Harris listen to that song, or he's gonna want to steal that riff from you. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think so. It does have like an Iron Maiden kind of vibe, especially compared to like their latest output, which is, you know, has those those long intros, those uh, yeah Celtic vibes as well. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know if I can avoid this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Um, uh, it's it's open. It's uh, out in public, and yeah, anybody can hear it. Whoever wants. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, since I started getting into metal around uh, 84, 85, I always heard that metal and classical music would go well together, and you kind of explore that with uh, Lingua Mortis Orchestra, a project that uh, you carried through a few years ago. In your opinion, what is it about metal and classical music that uh, blend in so well together? Yeah, we still continue working with this Lingua Mortis Orchestra. We just toured two years ago with them again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, metal and classic basically is pretty much the same. You know, it's it's music just played with different instruments, you know. Yeah. But from the composition style and from from the the power in itself, you know, uh, you can compare those kind of music styles pretty good. Just more distortion, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Back to the album, uh, with songs like uh, Arrogance and Ignorance and Mind Control, you come across as someone who's pessimistic about the current state of society. Is that the case? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm a, okay, I have a, a bit of a pessimistic view on some things, some development mm -hmm. in our world. But in the end, I always try to stay optimistic, you know. Maybe we are clever enough to, to get the right uh, decision for the future, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what 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 else can an artist do than to just show up 
problematic things that he sees, you know, just to show show your finger here, there's something, some development wrong, you know. That's all you can do as an as a artist, you know. Absolutely. We're not, we're not politicians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, far from it. Yeah. Um, at the other end of all the heaviness, you have a great ballad called Back Room that gives a little bit of breathing space halfway through the album. Tell me about that one. Yeah, that one leads, goes back to a, a, an idea from 1998 or 99, I think it was around this. Uh, I wrote this originally for the Ghost album back then, mm. and it never really got finished. You know, somehow we never really finished it. And um, I push it through all the years, always like to bring it up again here and then, you know, but no one ever really, or we never really found the right solution to finish this mm. song. And now, first time, uh, thanks to Stefan. Uh, Weber, our new guitar player. Thanks to him that uh, we finally found a found the right rest of the song to to finish to, fin to finish it, you know, and bring it out finally, you know, after 21 years or so. Yeah, yeah, no, awesome interpretation from you on that track, man. Congratulations and thank you for yeah. that. Anyway, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were talking about contrast, you know, heavy versus melodic, and your voice holds up quite well on both types of songs. Uh, what changes for you when you're about to record something like Black Room versus something so heavy like the last track, uh, Extinction Overkill, for example? Every song demands uh, an interpretation, you know, that fits to it. So I'm, I think I'm aware of what a song needs, you know, and that's how I try to interpret it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, when you, with you playing bass and doing vocals, uh, you actually control both ends of the sonic spectrum, the bottom end, of course, and the upper register, too. Um, I heard Sting saying this about uh, his music, that it gives him some comfort and uh, like a sense of control of his music. Do you feel the same? Who said this? Sting. Ping, uh, Sting, yeah. or what? Yeah. <laughs> Gordon Sumner from Police. Yes. <laughs> Ah, that's interesting. I didn't know that he said this, um, but I understand what he means. You know, of, of course, it uh, when you have when you also play an, an an instrument, especially the bass guitar, which is uh, like the the connection between the harmon harmonic stuff that is going on in the guitars and whatever other instruments, and the rhythmic stuff that's going on in the drums. You know, because you're playing very rhythmically and also with a at least a, a basic of the of the harmonies, which. Uh, connects you as a singer more to the song you know when uh, as mm -hmm. if you're just if you're just singing then you you're not really aware what's got, what's happening under your vocals you know what's what harmonies are happening there what what chords you know and also you know, uh, about the rhythmic stuff you know you're not that much into the picture you know probably if you're uh, then if you're playing some instrument you know also and i think the bass is very comfortable for this you know yeah 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 uh Changing the subject a little bit, I love the artwork on the cover of uh, Resurrection Day. It's a nice segue from Wings of Rage, I believe. How yeah. was the uh, how was the collaboration with the artist this time? Did you give him any indication of what you wanted or not? Uh, very few, only very few. I, I just had a very rough idea about how Sauchis are coming out of a volcano with uh, uh, lost souls around him. But that was all, and I just told him, do whatever inspires you, do what you feel, you know. And he surprised us with the, with the one, you know, and we yeah. all like it. No, it's really cool. It, it definitely complements the song very well. Yeah. 
And uh, recently we lost one of the co-founders of the band, uh, Jochen Schroeder, someone who was very important to the band in the early years. Can you comment on that? Yes, of course. That's a really a, a big loss for for me, especially because Jochen was, uh, you, you know, they said uh, sometimes in life you meet uh, persons that give you some impulse in, in, a, in a direction that uh, Without this impulse, you would never go this way, you know. And mm -hmm. for me, at this point back then, you know, when we were kids, I was still 17 or so when I met him, uh, 16, 17. And he gave me this uh, this big impulse back then that made my whole, my whole musical career possible, you know. Without Jochen, I would never have done this. I would never be here 40 years later being a singer in a... In a, in a rock band, yeah. uh, having, having released 26 albums and all this, you know, this all this wouldn't have happened without him, you know. And in the beginning of Avenger Rage, you know, um, not uh, not only that he, he was one of the founding members, not also he was, uh, I would say, the motor back then in the band. You know, he was uh, kind of. Uh, uh, the 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 leader in the in the very early days, you know, he was mm -hmm. pushing us all to to what we what was needed, you know, and yeah. it's a big loss for me. Um, especially, I'm, I I lost him a little bit out of sight in the last years, you know, because he moved away, and I had no telephone number, I had no idea where he was. No. <laughs> I tried to find him, but there was nothing in the, in the internet too, you know. Mm -hmm. I, now I know. After I talked with his family, you know, about the way he died, and I know that he was very lonely in his last years, you know, and <clears throat> this makes me even double times sad, you know. Uh, yeah, he will be missed for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned the 26 albums. Uh, you have to be one of the most prolific bands in all history of metal. I, I don't know any other band that has 26 studio albums like you. Uh, <laughs> Frank Zappa. <laughs> maybe Frank Zappa. Yeah, he's not metal, but well, Zappa has 100. I don't know. Yeah, he was the <laughs> but most that's productive. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Zappa was the most productive artist ever lived. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I never planned to have such a big output, you know. Yeah. I just love writing songs, and there's always ideas coming out of me and out of, and we, yeah, just developed to, to get yeah. to go to go there, you know. And as you mentioned, there's there's ideas in the vault as well that you go back to from time to time, right? Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I have a, a big, 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 big pool of ideas um, <laughs> from all the times, you know, even even earlier than the, than the 80s, you know, even in the, the 70s when I made my very first steps on the guitar, you know, there's still oh, ideas wow. back, from, back from this time. And sometimes I just revisit those those old tapes, you know. Mm. Uh, sometimes there's some, some real nice ideas that uh, inspire me to something new then or to, uh, I can use single parts from the stuff, you know. Um, I guess every composer is working like this, I guess. Yes, yeah. someone like like Johann Sebastian Bach or, or one of those big classic dudes, you know, they also worked like this. I know it was known, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what would you say was the highest point and maybe the lowest one in all the band's history? <laughs> in forty years of fucking hell, um, there were really a lot of high points, you know. For me personally, for example. Uh, first time hitting the stage with a big symphonic orchestra in your back, you know, mm -hmm. this was amazing. We played on a on a castle in Austria, 
Oh wow! At, at nighttime, without there were like um, stakes burning everywhere, fires everywhere. You know, it was really like a medieval uh, situation. And we came there with this orchestra, and I was shitting my pants, and was so big <laughs> this moment. You know, <laughs> this was really a, a moment to lift up your soul. You know, uh, whatever. There are lots of moments like this. You know. Um, yeah, the lowest point, from, there were also a few, uh, when the band broke, uh, broke up, you know, for example, in 1987, when the first lineup really broke up, you know, and I had to start completely new, mm -hmm. same situation was back then in 99, you know, when, uh, when this lineup broke up, you know, this is always the saddest point for me when you have worked with people that you thought were your friends, you know, for a uh, couple of years and then all turns out to that in, into just chaos or in even in frustration or in i wouldn't say hate but in um yeah in, in mistrust and everything yeah. you know yeah all this shit you know and this is of course very disappointing also in a personal way you know this i this i would call the lowest points you know <laughs> I see. To finish off, uh, what are the touring plans that you can confirm at this point in time? We have set up a tour for Europe over here in November, December, which mm -hmm. we hope we can play. Of course, the pandemic situation is very weird over here in Europe, and yeah. uh, the restrictions and all the rules change by week. <laughs> so yeah. you can never really say what's going to happen in, in December, you know. Uh, yeah. But of course, we're in good hope. And um, if if not, we have to push it. Of course, you know we are working also on uh, on the future on touring in other parts of the world. There's also a plan to tour North America first. <laughs> oh, cool! All these years, we have a, um, a a collaboration with a new booking agency, a really big agency over here that have a lot of American big acts. You know, nice. And, but I cannot say anything about uh, how far they are already with this. And of course, this also de depends completely on the pandemic situation when this kind of touring is possible again, you know. But for yeah. the I'm, I'm looking bright in the future. I think sooner or later it's going to happen again, you know, and then we are, we'll be back on the road. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, man. I, I'm in Toronto, by the way. I, I've never seen you guys live. I'm a big fan. I hope I can catch a show as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Yes, we do. Stevie, yeah. thank you so much for your time and all the best with the new album, Resurrection Day. Yeah. Thank you very much for your support, for your invitation, and greets to your listeners. And um, yeah, I hope to see everybody soon, as soon as possible. Thanks, man. Take care. Goodbye. Yeah. Take also care. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, everyone, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this interview with PV Wagner of Rage. The interview is available on many different platforms, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Let's wrap it up with the song Monetary Gods from Rage's new album, Resurrection Day. Take care and rock on! Rock on!